Hey there, welcome back to a new episode of the Liberators Network podcast. My name is Christian Verwijs, I'm one of the two Liberators, and in this episode I'm going to talk about surviving the supernova. But before diving further into the episode, there are four new patrons that we would like to welcome to our community of supporters. Raymond de Castro, Paul Casanova, Philip Lanzon and Karen Dawson. It's such a pleasure to see that our content is so helpful that you're willing to support us in making more of it. If you also would like to become a donor or a supporter of the show, please check out the link in the show notes. You can become a patron or donate on PayPal, whatever you prefer. Let's start with the episode. Surviving the supernova. Whatever technology you are using now, there is a good chance that it will be irrelevant 10 years from now. From the software you use for work to the hardware you have with you right now. Or from the devices you use at home to the means you use to get from A to B. The world is changing ever faster, but can we keep up? Welcome to the technological supernova. In his book Thank You for Being Late, journalist and publicist Thomas Friedman gives dozens of examples of just how fast technological change is accelerating. Take Apple's iPhone. It was released in 2007, but it took the world utterly by surprise. Up until then, the internet was something you primarily accessed from your desktop, but along came the iPhone and its app store. Within only a couple of years, it completely changed how we interact with the internet. Instead of browsing the internet from a web browser on our desktop, most of us now interact through a number of apps on our phones, watches, televisions or other intelligent devices. Take a ride on a train or a bus and you'll see that most people are immersed in a virtual world that wasn't there before. In that same time period, between 2005 and 2008, a lot of online platforms emerged that most of us rely on today. Platforms like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Uber, Spotify, Netflix, Airbnb and many others quickly rose to prominence, creating new markets, overtaking others in existing markets, or putting markets on their head entirely, like what Airbnb, Spotify, Netflix and Uber did for their respective markets. This rapid technological acceleration becomes even more evident when we consider that cell phones started becoming mainstream in 1996. Within a span of only 20 years, the degree of connectedness multiplied, intensified and accelerated. 35 years ago, around 1984, we had only about 1000 internet connected devices. Historically, technological innovation often allowed for a few generations to get used to them, in what now only takes 15 years. Within only a single generation, we see many technologies emerge and become irrelevant. Smartphones are just one example of the technological changes that we are seeing. Friedman makes a strong case in his book that this is just a start. With rapid innovations coming from the fields of artificial intelligence, medical devices, implants, 3D printing, cloud computing, renewable clean energy and financial innovations like Bitcoin, we should expect this acceleration to continue as technological innovations continue to emerge. Being in the supernova. Friedman connects this technological acceleration to a rapidly globalizing market and the impact that this has on our planet. 
The internet has broken down borders, making it possible to purchase craftwork from all over the world with a platform like Etsy. You can also watch Japanese television shows on Netflix in Germany. Or connect with people from all over the world on social network and computer games. During the corona pandemic, we're seeing that it's easy to connect with people from all over the world with tools like Zoom. But technological advances, population growth and globalization also threaten our planet with the ever-increasing risk of ecological disasters. When you take it all together, the accelerating changes in technology, the market and climate change drive what Friedman calls the supernova. He takes the name from the event of a dying star. Supernovas keep on releasing energy at an exponentially accelerating rate. The technological supernova increases the flows of information and knowledge, the interconnectedness and the complexity of our society. It is no wonder, says Friedman, that countries, companies and individuals struggle to keep up and often resort to the safety of familiar things like nationalism and traditionalism. Our ability to adapt can't always keep up with the technological supernova. A similar point is made by economist Tim Harford in his book Adapt. The ever-increasing complexity of our world makes us yearn for simple solutions, for experts to tell us what to do, and for seemingly strong leaders to show us the way. Just consider what is happening in the world right now, with populist leaders on the rise, ideological hate groups that simplify the world into right and wrong, but also in something more mundane, as the vast number of dietary experts that simplify the world of food for you and tell you what to eat in order to stay healthy. But as complexity increases because of the technological supernova, the value of experts, simple solutions and leaders rapidly declines. In his book, Harvard quotes a large study that shows that predictions of experts in economics, politics, finance and technology tend to be only slightly more accurate than those of non-experts. So Harvard, as an expert, makes a strong case for ignoring experts. Harvard then proceeds in his book to show the many flaws of hierarchical organizations and centralized decision-making and their complete inability to make the right decisions within the technological supernova. Using different examples, like the armed forces, he shows how command and control-like approaches, where the top decides and pushes orders down the chain, fail to be flexible and rapid enough to adjust to the situation on the ground. They simply lack the kind of local knowledge that is required to make the right decision rapidly. So, how do we survive the technological supernova? Harford and Friedman offer a number of solutions to help us survive and adapt to the supernova. It should be noted that both are quite positive about the future and give lots of examples of successful organizations and approaches for dealing with complexity. It's certainly not easy and there are no silver bullets, but it is certainly possible to survive in the supernova and even use its energy as a source of growth. The core of the solution seems to lie in empowering people to use local knowledge to make decisions instead of relying on experts and expert knowledge. Harvard makes a strong case for purpose-based approaches to organizing work, which fits closely with Friedman's focus on forming small, diverse communities. Instead of making decisions at the top and pushing orders down, 
the top of an organization should concern itself only with overall high-level strategy and purpose. The decisions needed to get there should be made by the people doing the work, in full confidence that they are trusted to do the right thing. A consequence of this is that organizations need to find vastly different ways to organize work, instead of just a few cosmetic changes. The age of the top-down organized company is rapidly coming to an end, as noted by Aaron Dignan from The Ready. Furthermore, we need to find ways of working that allow organizations to survive and even thrive on complexity. Scrum and the Supernova For me, the Scrum framework is one example of such a process. It leverages local knowledge by having self-managing Scrum teams work closely with their stakeholders, like customers and users. By doing so, it pushes autonomy down to the people that are actually doing the work. And because Scrum teams deliver new versions of their product frequently and incrementally, they can more quickly learn and adapt to what is happening when needed. It makes them and the entire organization more responsive to change and more competitive in their ability to adapt to changing markets, new demands from customers and emerging technologies. I believe that the Scrum framework is one way to survive and even thrive on complexity. And with that we've reached the end of today's episode. I hope you learned something new about the Scrum framework and how it can help us survive the technological supernova. If you liked the episode, please rate it, review it, or give it a thumbs up on whatever platform you're listening on, and maybe even share it with friends that may also appreciate it. If you like this content and the other free content that we make available, we're always happy to have your support. You can donate through Patreon or through PayPal, and I'll put the links in the show notes. It's one of the most important ways right now for us to generate some revenue, because especially in Corona, It's very hard for us to do workshops, classes, and generate income through other means. So we're very happy to have your support if you're willing to do so. Having said all that, I really want to thank you for listening, and I hope to see you again for the next episode. Take care and stay safe.